We are live. Hello, Richard. From Fleischkrieg. Yeah. Yeah, Fleischkrieg. Um, so please introduce yourself, um, what you do, who you are, and maybe where you're from. Anyway, just dive yeah. right into it. So you can still hear me okay. Everything's I fine, can right? hear you okay. We, we have some camera uh, for the people out there. We have some camera trouble. For the podcast people, it doesn't really matter. We, we can hear as well, I guess. So, um, yeah, my name, thanks for having me, Peter. Um, my, no, name is, I'm, I'm, my, my name is Tobias. <laughs> I, just, I just chose, yeah, I chose yeah, it was yeah. alias. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> you have so many aliases. You're such a man of mystery. Um, <laughs> exactly. That's me. That's me. <laughs> Uh, so my name is uh, Richard Craner, and um, I live in well, I lived in Seattle. I was born in Alabama, which is a very southern state, United States, and uh, and I now live in LA with Thomas, who you just had on the uh, podcast uh, recently. Mm -hmm. uh, he uh, he got me to uh, so yeah. So I'm primarily what I do for a living is I, I primarily do video work and film work. Um, I made a film a couple of years ago that's on Amazon called Starleaf. It's about aliens from outer space who have a weed farm growing in the mountains. <laughs> that sounds good. <laughs> it's good. It's great. It's even going to high. So, um, yeah. Yeah. So, and actually, you know what's funny, Tobias? Um, there's a German version of this. Really? It's actually, oh, dude. Uh, what's hilarious is that um, there's a company called uh, Lighthouse Entertainment. Mm -hmm. And I think they're out of Dresden. I could be wrong, but they bought the film at mm -hmm. a film festival. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, so for one night all over Germany and at least when I say all over, I mean, maybe 20 cities, uh, the film played in German theater. in, in the theaters. Cool. Yeah. Cool. So you, yeah. you're rich and famous. <laughs> oh, I, I have some weed. That's about all I have left. Uh, from all that. Some, uh, some rolling papers and lighters. Uh, it's uh, it was just uh, it was just a lot of fun because um, the Germans were really good to us. They really the, the company really liked the film. And mm -hmm. uh, it's a cult film. It's a B movie. But mm -hmm. But the funny thing is, there's a German actor who did all my lines. He did all my, my voice. Oh, so you, you were playing there as well. Uh, you, yeah, you, you yeah. Were also in, in the movie. I see. Okay. Well, that's the, that's the benefit of being the director. You can cast yourself. Yeah, but it's hard to direct yourself. So sometimes it's good to have some, some outside people kind of uh, judging your work. I mean, how did you do that? You know, um, I'm a pretty, like, uh, there's certain characters and roles that I think you're just a natural at. And if, if you're not too in your own head and too full of your own nonsense, you can mm -hmm. kind of, you can gauge. I could at least, I felt like I could gauge appropriately. Of course I would watch myself too. And I go, Oh my God, like that's, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. you have to be honest with yourself. You have, and, and that's really lacking mm -hmm. uh, in the entertainment business because You know, it's it's even with music. Like you have to go out there and you have to be able to like have the uh, the guts to just do this shit. And then you know, and it's not always perfect. In fact, in fact, I, I feel like most of the time with music and with film business and acting, you, you can't. It's never a hundred percent because you're just you're always you can always do you always think you can do better. And you and no one knows what better is. Everything's up for grabs in terms mm -hmm. of like what's the subjective value of what you're doing creatively. But there are, there is instincts, instincts that I think people have who are naturally gifted. And really, <clears throat> you just have to kind of go for it and see where you, 
land. And sometimes you hit a you hit a touchdown, you, you score a goal, and other times you don't. You know, but it's fine as long as you're out there doing it over mm-hmm. time. You get better at it, right? That's, that's that's actually a good point you're, you're making because it's um, you know a lot of people are too afraid to to even start because I mean there's a lot of talent out there you know in, in music and film and whatever but you know also all these people started somewhere you know it's not um, it's not that they, they're falling from the sky and 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 aware you know so. Um, Yeah, no, I completely, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. You, you have to, to have experience, to get experience. You have to have, yeah, you have to have the experience to get the experience. And some people definitely, you know, you could tell maybe are, you know, maybe not as creative or as their instincts aren't as great. So fine, go on to something else. But for those who think that they have that uh, and have something to offer, hopefully, you have to take a swing and fall on your face uh, often. Mm-hmm. But eventually, though, you, you do start seeing promise. And for, and for me, with Starleaf, I would I would see what was working, and I was luckily able to have enough, uh, I think, honest conversation with myself to see, you know, what I needed to do to change. And of course, I made I made the role really easy for me. Basically, mm-hmm. the role was just me with a with a ranger outfit on. Like I didn't do anything extraordinary mm-hmm. different. Mm-hmm. I'm already a pretty weird guy, so <laughs> the review said uh, the, the park ranger was creepy and weird. I'm like, well, that's me. <laughs> that's you know what weird. I mean? Like, I didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't try to go out there and do. Uh, and how how did you how did you finance the movie? Uh, I mean, I don't know if I, I guess it. Like you said, it was a B movie, so it was not that big of a budget movie. But um, how how did you how did you manage? And, and did you recoup your investment? I guess. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, you don't have to talk about it if you don't want to talk oh, about it. But uh, but I'm you know I'm I'm um, I'm an actor myself also, so I'm kind of interested into in, in this kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so again, like the, the, in this business, as you know, like there's there's people out there who who try to do it, and again, like it's like because it's there's so much. I mean, I hate to say it, but there's a lot of insecurity in your art. Sometimes you're like, what mm-hmm. am I doing? It's any yep. good. So some people really overcompensate for it by creating like complexes, uh, these maniacal ego complexes about how great they are, or others are trash themselves. But somewhere down the line, I think a couple years ago, well, this was 2015 when I made this. Mm-hmm. Before then, I had met another actor who was in a, actually a very popular TV show in the late 90s called Earth Final Conflict. It was a uh, Gene Roddenberry spin-off. Oh, wow. Gene Roddenberry. Mm-hmm. I know. Mm-hmm. He hung out with Gene Ronberry's son quite a bit while he was filming the, um, the the TV show up in Toronto. So he became a friend, and uh, we'd been, you know, we had worked on a couple projects, and he just was, he was like, "Dude, I'll, I'll finance this film." And I'm like, "Really?" He's like, "Yeah, let's just let's just find." So, so uh, I, you know, let's just say it was well under a hundred thousand dollars for the budget. <laughs> okay. uh, But okay. still, I mean, I mean, it's it's uh, you know, it will be still even uh, what is it? not six figures, but five figures is is still five, five figures, figures, you know. Let's say it's let's say it's a medium sized five figure budget, and our return so far is about the same. Actually, we actually we hit, we hit I would say the initial cost of the production, so we're able to pay back his initial investment. The problem is that we got suckered into thinking that. Uh, I don't want to say suckered into thinking, but like we just sort of we hit the we, the movie came out right when people were transitioning out of <clears throat> the DVD model. Mm-hmm. So 
So we went the DVD model when we should have probably put some money into just paying YouTube people mm -hmm. and other people to promote it. So we had a, we have a pretty hefty bill for marketing that we haven't paid off yet. So that's kind of yeah. But you know, in the annals, in the world of making a independent, crazy independent B film that should have been laughed right out, not in a good way of mm -hmm. uh, you know acceptance. Uh, it for it to get. A distribution deal both in Germany, here, uh, it plays in England, I think. And actually, just to, just to be able to like get its base, its, its uh, budget back is, I think, something that you know, I'm proud of. And, you know, we still get... We still you, get you definitely should. I mean, I mean you did yeah. something. Like, we, we started yeah. the, the whole thing, you did something, you know. It's, um, even if it would be, okay, you know, I'm happy for you that it's not a failure, but it's uh, even if it would be a failure, you know, you, you, you did something you wanted to do and, and, you know, it didn't, if it doesn't work, then you move on and, and you, you do something else. But uh, it's an experience you get, you don't get somewhere else, you know. Um, I, I always, um, okay, if, if I have a little segue back to music because the thing is, this, uh, you can kind of, if you're in your rehearsal space, you can kind of pretend to be on stage and, and practice how it will be. But the truth is, you will never be really to, um, I mean, you know, life is life. If you're on stage, it's something completely different. And, and also what you did, like, um, oh, I could make this movie and blah, 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 and I wouldn't do this and that. But if you really do it, you see how it really is, you know, if the day to day. And, you know, you have a good day, you have a bad day, you have a good actor, you have a not so uh, good actor and, and stuff. So and how do you deal with all these things, these challenges? But even though, nevertheless, we make you to a different person, you make you, uh, you know a more accomplished person, and now you can say, hey, you know, my movie Blade in Germany, and da da da, da you know. I mean, I mean, it's uh, you know, it's a nice conversation starter. <laughs> I don't know if you're single or something. If you go into a, okay, you know, now in Corona times it's tougher, but <laughs> I can limit you. It's a nice pickup line, whatever. <laughs> if, hey, I tell you, I tell you, <laughs> hey, you know what? Nothing beats being a musician, though, for the for the women. Like I, I for years I played, uh, I did movies, I did acting, and you know, you, you it's kind of cool. Like you know, you'll meet a girl, and she's like, oh, you're you're a creative artist type, and you're able to like not just live in a fantasy world. You've actually gone out and you've had some mm -hmm. success, and that works. But man, to this day, like it's, I, if I ever had a child, if I ever had a, a son, and he came out to shoot, and he just, you know, I could just like, hey, man, I don't know, man, I don't think you're gonna be very successful with the girls. Go get a guitar. Because I guess that's true. That's true. You can, I, you can, what's the name? Woon or swoon every, every girl, you know, even with some power chords and, and you know, just some really uh, bad stuff. It's if you really do it nicely. You ever hear the story of the lead singer? Uh, no, not the lead singer, the lead guitarist of Rammstein. Uh, I forgot his name. Um, Richard, I think his name is Richard Kruspe. Right. So. Mm -hmm. He's got this hilarious story of how he was just partying as a kid, and he, there was a girl in a in a, an apartment with him, and there was an acoustic guitar that wasn't even his. Uh, he just I remember, up. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. He just to make a noise on it, and he said there was a look on her face that changed the way <laughs> he, he saw his future. So, yeah, you know, I, I mean. So I, I, I know, I mean, we're both older now, I'm married, whatever, but, you know, if you're, if you're young and, and have lots of pimples and, you know, the guitar closes over a lot of things and, you know, you, 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 you get somewhere faster than, 
maybe if you're just a chess player or whatever. So, uh, yeah. Your pieces are gonna, you're going to get that queen a lot quicker. Um, I don't know what it is, too, because I think there's something about the creative arts and the spirit of the people that do it um, that, can, that can take you to this place that no other real field of endeavor in the human condition gets to. So, like music, like for me, with Fleischkrieg, which mm. I'm glad you like. I'm glad you Fleisch, like Fleischkrieg. You have to learn how to pronounce your name. Okay, tell me, tell me how to say it again. Fleischkrieg. Fleisch, Fleischkrieg. Fleischkrieg. You have to say it, Rammsteiny. Krieg. That's where, no. being That's where being German really helps. Right. <laughs> you know, you picked your own name, so it's it's, it's your fault. No, it's fine. It's it's fine. No, but, no, but it is my fault. I the thing is, is like uh, I woke up one day at, at an old age, at like forty something, and uh, I had been dicking around with music since I was a, probably in my teens. But I was always really afraid and insecure about it, and. Mm -hmm. Um, I did the film thing, and the film thing made me happy. But going through film is a is a going through. You know this, you know it's a huge amount of work, and the payoff is is at the end of the day, you know, seeing an audience enjoy it, getting you know responses from people. But uh, it was it's just such a lot of money too. Like you have to spend a ton of money. It takes years, mm -hmm. and at the end of the day, you're, you're still always hustling. Like I know a guy who made a film that played at Sundance. He got on. I think he's on HBO. And he still struggles to get into the, the door at mm -hmm. the, the eating. So part of me was like, and I hate to admit this, but part of me was like, I, I kind of like probably my mid twenties, late twenties, early thirties, I bailed on music because I, because music to me was too much of a um, risk. I think like I was just too afraid mm -hmm. to try to do it. And so I settled on doing karaoke for 20 years <laughs> at a bar. What? What? That's what I, yeah, for like the last 15, 18 really? years. Really? Uh, I mean, okay, you know, it's it's like a training device. You you, you use. You, I mean, it's it's you learn different styles. You you have to be in tune most of the time. I mean, but it helps, right? And uh, um, yeah, okay. But yeah, karaoke is uh, for me. This is kind of like all this Asian stuff is karaoke. You know, we have a lot of karaoke bars and stuff. Um, I think I did it once for fun uh, at a party and uh, yeah. I nailed all the Deepish Mode songs and all the others I didn't even know what the other kids <laughs> were, were singing. So you, so Depeche Mode is a great uh, karaoke singing style for most people, especially if you're in like our genre because he's, his voice seems to be better suited to what we do and his notes don't go as crazy, but like mm -hmm. karaoke is really good training because you do get thrown into... Uh, doing songs that are not comfortable for you and in front of people. So it was my way of trying to live vicariously as a musician for because I was too afraid to make my own stuff for a long time. And then one day I woke up and I know this is going to sound really corny. So, I'll, but we're, we're, you know, we're supposed to be having an honest conversation. Yeah, here, so, so I mean, be corny. <laughs> be corny. Okay. Well, one day I was, you know, I'd made Starleaf. I'd been singing karaoke and I had gotten rid of my guitar like 10 years prior. And uh, I go on YouTube and I just start going down like the rabbit hole of old 90s rock music from mm -hmm. like the Seattle grunge era and looking at old ministry and looking at old Nine Inch Nails. And these were all these bands that had really 
been a big part of my my childhood and my young my young years. And then I almost, I think I started crying. Like I literally was like, okay. like I had not heard rock in a mm-hmm. while. And I had not. I mean, I had been listening to Rammstein and stuff, but I hadn't really heard like what used to be popular music in America. Mm-hmm. This is very interesting to me. Like, like why? What happened? Rock is such an important part of like humans expressing their anger, their truth. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I really think this and. Contemporary music's fine, EDM's fine, pop's fine. But you know, like over the years, I've noticed those brands of music like getting more and more just like distance from like off, like people in their garage starting a band and more towards like producers for who are from, who are already part of a massive, you know, network of interest outside of, let's say, your soul, uh, you know, making, uh, controlling the industry. So that day I was like, you know, I got to get back into music somehow because I forgot how much it really did mean a lot to me. And then, you know, I started doing like a little like, well, what am I going to play? And I, I, again, I can't speak German. So the I started noticing that all the bands that I really, really liked now mm-hmm. that had guitars, which I really love the hard guitar, but had the Depeche Mode like atmospheric synth sound uh, were these, uh, I'm going to say it wrong. But uh, New Deutsch Harte? Neue Deutsche Härte. Yeah, I know what. N- NDH. Just say NDH. Neue Deutsche Härte. This is a new German hardness. And in Rammstein, is, is, there's Omf. Uh, uh, you might know Omf or Umf. Yeah. Uh, and uh, um, Eisbrecher. Uh, and these and bands, yeah. I noticed that these guys were making the most perfect music for my ears i i, I mm-hmm. it was like wow so really it's this these germans that are doing this and um and so i that's why i came up with fleischkrieg fleischkrieg because uh i'm just uh, i'm a copycat let's just say it, you know <laughs> like i'm stealing ideas from other people but to me like that sound is perfect it's just it's i mean i like a lot of different stuff but mm-hmm. what what my soul wants to play and I don't even know if Fleischkrieg is really like that now. It's more of like a, I, I say it's a, it's a child offspring of uh, Rammstein and Gary Newman. And mm-hmm. they had a, they had, they like, I don't think they can actually have a baby, but <laughs> uh, that's, that's kind of what the, our sound is. But uh, that's what got me back was just kind of having this epiphany one day that yes, I can be an actor and I can do films. But when I would, when I, this is going to sound corny, but when I was on stage doing karaoke, I was mm-hmm. like, man, this is the only time I ever feel really good is when I'm creating music. And it's simpler to, as an artist, to not not totally simple, but less cost uh, inhibitive to, you know, put a song together with some software you can get and some computer hardware versus me going to ask, going out to Hollywood, mm-hmm. try, trying to drum up all this money to make another film about aliens and weed like that would that's a hundred thousand to a five hundred thousand dollar adventure that I don't want to spend years mm-hmm. trying to make when I could have something more authentic, you know, on stage. So, mm-hmm. and and how did you how did you come to the to choose the name Fleischkrieg? I mean, you know, I'm German, I understand what it means. So, uh, but you must have some meaning. Yeah, I mean, you put something yeah. in there, I guess. Every day is a is a flesh. We're in a war of the flesh. You know, every day we're on mm-hmm. this planet. Mm-hmm. Where basically there's something or some force trying to extract from us our life, our life force, our blood, you know, whether it's through blood, 
taken it from in the form of war or in the form of you know conflict but I'm actually a really big believer in aliens and paranormal topics. I've had a lot of really crazy experiences and the body itself is a, I look at the body, the human body as a matrix, as a, um, as a conduit for a bunch of different energy and dimensional forces coming together. And so we're a resource. Our human body is kind of like a resource, I think, for a lot of different forces. Mm -hmm. And it's a struggle every day for us to get up and maintain our individuality, maintain our purpose, because there's always something trying to take something from us, you know, the way I, that's how I look at it. Whether it's a virus, mm -hmm. literally like the coronavirus, or it's a mind virus that you inherit from uh, your, your, your parents, your religion, it eventually controls your body. It eventually affects the way your body uh, responds to its environment. It compromises the immune system. So yeah, so to me, like, we're in a time where our flesh is is at war with the, the surrounding, uh, you know, forces and it's just trying to preserve it. So yeah, that's kind of what the whole, I mean, it's, it's typical, like, you know, if you're a goth kid, you're going to be dramatic about shit. So, <laughs> <laughs> but I also love the, I also love the German language. I, I studied Russian. Mm -hmm. Russian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got out of the uh, jaywalking ticket from a police officer once speaking Russian. Oh, really? So, <laughs> so cool. He comes up to me. I'm crossing the street. Mm -hmm. And he's like, hey, get over here. Get over here. I'm like, okay, I'll come over. He's like, what the hell do you think you're doing, man? What the hell? I'm like, uh, yes, this not your dog. You know, and he's just like, oh, forget it, man. I'm <laughs> so it really helped me one day. Okay, I see. I see. It. Mm -hmm. Um, so, yeah, you know, uh, but, 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 but cute girls, they just, you know, uh, use their eyes and, and just do like, you know, oh, yeah, Mr. Officer. And, and then, then they're good and we, we have to do the hard work and learn a language. Yeah, we have to learn a language. Uh, you can so, do and, and learn guitar to get, to get to the girls, you know, so it's so unfair. <laughs> the, world, the world is at, at war at, at flesh or meat. Yeah. Well, you know, so... You yeah, say probably means meat more than it means flesh. Huh? Uh, it, but, but I just wanted to say, you know, I, I guess you know this already. In German, we don't have a distinction between meat and flesh. That's just flesh for both. Um, uh -huh. uh, you know, if, if it doesn't matter if it's animal meat or if it's uh, human flesh. It would be also human meat, basically. So uh, it's it's a little bit more sinister when you when you see, when you see it this way. You know, it can be. Um, anyway, it's it's um, yeah. I, I guess you, you heard of a, of a long pick and and whatever you know. Uh, the cannibals uh, used to call um, humans. Um, so yeah, in, in German there's no distinction between both of them. That's pretty scary, man. That's why we're still afraid of Germany. That's, uh, <laughs> I gonna eat you. So what the baloney human you know <laughs> yeah, whatever, whatever fits between the bun right exactly whatever floats your boat you know if you're hungry you know you don't choose much <laughs> if you're hungry you're hungry guys like you know yeah yeah wow. you know you know that so what do you think of, what do you think of that name like I, I i to me it was just something that i i just thought would be a great like you know rock hard rock industrial type thing and um but yeah it does it does mean something to me because i, I have had these experiences and I do feel like my whole, my whole life has been this struggle to just get what's inside my soul out into the real world. 
and whether they like it or not, I don't care. I just want to make sure that while I'm on this planet that I did my best to try to like make sure that if I had anything to offer, I offered it mm -hmm. versus hide it versus run from it. Because it is a really tough experience, I think, life on planet Earth. I mean, it's very difficult. And I think artists have the hardest journey outside of someone maybe starving in the Sudan because, you know, you're, you're in this world where uh, you have to take great risks. Uh, and the, the risk can be economic. They can be uh, personal. But, like, it, it takes risk. Like, you, mm -hmm. you people, cops risk their lives. Firefighters risk their lives, of course. But uh, I, think, I think as an artist, you're kind of on the front line of trying to, like, serve your 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 customer or i don't want to say customer i hate mm, that word yeah i know what you mean and right, i also I, i also think it's kind of um because okay this, this might i have to phrase it nicely um because as an artist usually you usually feel a little bit deeper you know so everything affects you more in the good way and in the bad way you know if you have uh, like let's say a baseline person who are not really thinking that much you know just you know um running from thing to thing and and very shallow person let's put it this way and uh so this is the good thing for an artist you know if you if you really uh have joy and, and really uh, you know one with the universe or whatever you really in it you know you really feel it much deeper but also if something bad happens to you it kind of hits you harder because of that and if you're more shallow you know this kind of is like, uh, like plato i think was like the unconsidered life you know if you if you don't really get all the routes you could go and, and try out things and 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 put yourself out there put put yourself at risk that you show your heart out you know i i had this once um where I was laughed at, uh, at a, um, you know, a, a string broke on, uh, so I was really, ah, oh, man, and then people were making um, fun, and I kind of turned the situation around and, and being funny, but it kind of hurt me a lot, because I wasn't taken seriously, um, and I guess you know this too, it's kind of, you, you put on a mask or you put on a, a facade for, for, your, for your gig, you know, that's, that's perfect with all this golf stuff and, yeah, you know, you're being a manly man and ooh, whatever, right? So, and I like to play these roles, you know, it's, it's really cool. It's, uh, but, but still, there is still some art, even in this uh, facade, there is some art from you, some, some real, you know, uh, in German we say, um, uh, a blood of your heart. You know, you, you have poured in there, so some really special. And if if this gets stomped by someone and, and they just walk over you, then yeah, this is quite hard. So I, I see this more as a, um, like you said in, with your journey, you know, you made a movie, you know, you made a movie, but you were afraid to make your own music because a movie is a, is kind of, um, it's, It's, it's a multi-layered uh, uh, endeavor, you know, there's the cutter, there's the, the cameraman, there's this and that, and the script guy. And, but if you make music, it's just you. It's your music. It's very personal. So I, I can completely understand, uh, you know, that it's, it was a, a tough decision to, to get there, you know, to, to put yourself out there. Yeah, and, you know, I have this, this thing, I, I think I learned this from the film business, which is like, you know, I don't want to go do anything if it's just a pipe dream. If I'm really just not that talented at it, I don't want to do it. So, 
But even if you're talented, the one thing I learned from film business too is talent means almost nothing in the film mm -hmm. business. What means, what means a lot in the film business is having a rich uncle. <laughs> and good connections. And good connections and being part of that system and whether you want to be or not because that system just has a, it's just, it's just, it's a system. And um, getting into that system takes a lot of work and you got to sacrifice and have sex with children according to, you know, the, uh, the conspiracy theories. I don't know. Maybe that's why I haven't been invited But uh, it's, uh, it's just, uh, even with all, aside from all that, it's just something where you have to build at it. For, and it takes a lot. There's a lot of moving parts. It's too mm -hmm. hard to do on your own with two other guys in a, in a, in a club. You know, you got to really put a lot together. But I also was hiding there. I, I, I do now look back on that, and I kind of realized that I was, yeah, I had something to offer as far as a little bit of talent. But um, I, was, I, didn't, I could always say I'm, I'm just acting or I'm just, just, just some script that I wrote. It's, it's cool bro, but it's not, mm -hmm. it's not what I really feel about something, you know, I mean, mm -hmm. I can't there, but music is just, like you said, it's just you. And let's be honest, like, uh, people are opinionated who listen mm -hmm. to music and like we, I've been really mean in my own reviews of people. And I, mm -hmm. now I think I'm an asshole about it. because I'm like, you know, I, 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 that's whoever, whatever it is you think about this musician, like it, like I've been on stage now once or twice, I guess, uh, with Fleischkrieg. And um, I really loved it, but I was just thinking to myself, man, like for anybody to get up here and, and take a shot at performing live, mm -hmm. you're mm -hmm. risking, you're risking, it's your ass. You're really risking your yeah. ass. You're risking your, you know, you can look so stupid because singing is very primal. It's more primal than anything that I know. You know, it's really coming up from your, and, and as an artist, you have to weigh like this, uh, like you want to be authentic, but you don't want to be. Uh, ridiculous. Like you, you, you want to find that I'm, and this is just my philosophy. I want to find that spirit that, that makes me want to be there and to do it and also be able to still like have a little bit of humor when I need to, mm -hmm. to sort of to enjoy the, the whole experience. But, but it's a, it's like, we're almost like you're channeling. I feel like you're channeling that your rock and roll ego uh, and giving it a chance to like do exactly, it. Exactly. You, you, I mean, you know, every person is a multifaceted, multi-layered person. Yes, very true. <laughs> you, you are, you're an actor, you're a lover, you're a yeah. musician, you're, you know, there's so many different things of you. But what, what I think it's when you're on stage, you, you get out the rock star in you, you know, you kind of get this. And, but this is also what the people want, you know. I, I always like to, to quote uh, Lemmy, and Lemmy said... You know, if people come to see you, we don't want to see the, the nice guy from uh, from um, uh, from their house. You know, we want to see the rock star. So give them the rock star. And so, in a way, you know, it's it's acting a little bit. You know, you, you get in it with acting, but when you are kind of this is also part of you. So it's not completely a facade. I guess you you know this well what I'm what I mean. It's um, yes. you, you are a little bit uh, a public figure and, and this also shields you a little bit from criticism and you can just you know be the mean guy in your act. But um, also there is something in it from you, you know, so you're you're still a little bit you still open your heart a little bit to be vulnerable but um, also shielded with with a little bit of um, yeah of of the stage persona. I, I, this is going to sound so silly, but over the years of doing karaoke the, on a stage, like you realize when you get up there that people don't want 
to see you fail. They, they don't mm -hmm. want you to hide. They want you to do your thing mm -hmm. and, and, and let it, let it go. And, and you're all, and you're, you know, one thing about music too, uh, especially in America, you know, America is, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, let's say Western culture in general, like you don't have a lot of communal community based primal events like some of these indigenous cultures, if you study all of these indigenous cultures, mm -hmm. one, the, the most common thing that they all do is they sing together, mm -hmm. right? They do. Like, it's a weird thing. If you look all around the world, there's always a drum circle or singing event that's pretty mm -hmm. common, pretty often, right? Mm -hmm. And Europe has it, you know, you go to, I, I went to a bar, I think in England and uh, some other places, and there's like a, a the bar ethnic bar band playing it's uh it's cultural you know it's it's folk music mm -hmm. so the point i'm trying to make is that you know it's almost like i don't want to get too out there but it's almost like a shaman's journey is to like figure let allow the people in an, in an environment of some kind connect together and, mm -hmm. and it seems like it seems like music and singing is the most powerful form of that is the is the most ritual form in which humans get together and bond together and that's mm -hmm. why karaoke is so that's why karaoke, karaoke i think is so successful it, people get drunk they get up there or, <laughs> or bands bands you know when they play the music people are getting drunk mm -hmm. like like it's not it's not a waste of time it's a very because mm -hmm. you, you spend your whole it's a, it's kind of a spiritual um yeah it's it's a spiritual thing i, you, you, I guess we, we lost a little bit um you know i'm did. not very religious um, but yeah, you know, where, when you go to church, you sing together, and that's also a communion. This is kind of, and I really, I, I was, you know, I grew up in a, in a church, so I wanted to become a pastor as I was younger, um, but not anymore. <laughs> Don't worry. Uh, but I really missed that because I really liked the singing. And when you get in there, and you know, you hear all these other voices, you you train your voice. And and uh, as I was living in in Montreal, uh, I was in a, in. A, gospel choir i really liked that you know it was it was tough for me for me as a german you don't you don't see me but um you know it was either i clap intact uh, uh, or i sing uh, right you know i couldn't do both and, and next to me there was all these um african people and we were like oh, dancing around and singing and, and, and you know hitting the tunes right and and i was like you know this with white little guy and uh, you know either i clap right or I si uh, sing right, so yeah. But but yeah, it was it was such a great community. It was, I was, I completely get what you mean. It's it's a sense of belonging together. It kind of, um, I, I can even okay. So it shouldn't be about me, but I can even relate another story. As I was living, I was also living in Budapest in Hungary, and I couldn't speak Hungarian, but I found a bass player. And I couldn't talk with her because she couldn't speak German or English and I couldn't speak Hungarian, but we couldn't make music together. It was exactly. really great. You know, we, I mean, it didn't matter. We, we, she had a guitar and, and I had a guitar and we were just playing together because we could see the chords and we could hear the music. We could get the rhythm. And if I needed to talk with her, I called a friend who could speak German and Hungarian and told him what he should tell her. And then I gave her the phone. And then so this is how we communicated it. At the first, you know, later we found other people. We, you know, we had a whole band, and anyway. So my, my point is, this was music. We were we were not understanding each other, but we were in tune. We were kind of we were making music together, and this was uh, 
really great. Oh man, I mean, it's like it's one of those. It was one of those profound profundities that hit me a couple of years ago. I was like, man, this whole time I've been running from the one thing that I really want to do, and mm -hmm. I, I just gotta, I just gotta do it because because like you said, music is the universal language. And it, it, something about music too, um, and I, I study a lot of quantum physics and stuff like that. And you know, and for me, kind of why I've been doing Fleischkrieg uh, is because very good, have, very good pronunciation, very good. Better. Uh, <laughs> well, because I I think that what traps human beings, okay, mm -hmm. what really limits human beings, and my own experience with my family, watching some of my family members suffer is the repression and the destruction of their spirit as they were young mm -hmm. or even when they, when they got old and they find themselves or we find ourselves in like these limited situations sometimes that aren't really fair. And so rock, especially and metal and, and, and for some reason, like synth pop to me taps into that reservoir of emotion that needs to come out so that you can kind of recalibrate. Again, this is part of fighting the flesh war. Mm -hmm. you, have to, you have to like attack this in a way. If you don't, you'll just be smashed down you mm -hmm. know, your whole life. So even if you just go out there and like for me, like when I first performed Fleisch Creek, you know, I couldn't hear my vocals. Like I, for the first time I realized, oh, this is why it's so hard to sing live because like, fuck, I, where's the monitor? Mm -hmm. I, I didn't know anything about this. Because there's a whole, it's all new to me. Thomas is fine. Thomas is just sitting there. <laughs> just, he's just doing his whole thing. And he's just, mm -hmm. he's done this a thousand times. Me, I'm like, oh, fuck, I can't hear anything. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, so, so I was up there, but I, I remember feeling so good when I performed. Like, I, mm -hmm. like, I, all, all I want to do is sing in a rock band the rest of my life. I don't really care about doing anything else. I want to feed myself. I want to eat. Mm -hmm. Um, but that to me was like the coolest thing because I got a chance to really like connect to that part of me that was, dying to try to express itself in some way and other people enjoy that like i realized we're not this isn't just some fantasy world like, this is a necessity in life mm -hmm. i think because if you don't have it if you don't have a community of people that are trying to do this and i don't care about the failure that much um i don't want to look stupid but i know i know through the efforts i've put into other creative endeavors sooner or later you get better at what mm -hmm. you do that's, if you have yep. i think you know, mm -hmm. like like I can already see that I've gotten a little bit better, but just trying to find the time to do it is hard when you're trying to work all the time and that kind of stuff. But it's been it's been cool, you know, and that's um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, for me, music music is a very I'm very happy to have met Thomas. And mm -hmm. he really he really kind of put a fire under my ass to, to sort of. Yeah, this was a chance stuff. meeting just to t talk about this because Thomas told me right. and, and it was like. Yeah. Okay, this is really. I mean, you know, where you can think think of uh, of a god or a higher up or something to kind of get you guys together. Just just tell it from your end. Yeah, I really uh, do think that. I really do think that that fate put us together in some weird way because it really was the oddest thing. So I was I used to be an Uber driver. I used to drive for Uber, and I got stories. That's a whole other podcast. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, one day I picked him <laughs> and his, his. Oh, trust me, him and his people up. Uh, July 4th, I think it was July 4th, a couple of years ago. And, mm -hmm. you know, I don't even know. I, I always try to make conversation, uh, when I'm an Uber driver, um, because I want to make sure I'm not carrying a psychopath. I want to know who's in my backseat. And, uh, they seem pretty cool. And they were out they were from out of state. And like I said, I'm from Alabama. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I'm not really from, I mean, I'm from there, but I don't, you know, I don't, I'm not your typical Alabaman. 
uh, which I don't know if in Germany if you know what people I, call I Exactly. I just wanted to say I wouldn't know how to. I mean, we have Bavaria and we have oh. the, 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 of course, you know, like, yeah. you know, they talk a little bit different. And so, uh, like, you would think, like, Americans usually think Lederhosen and, and all this stuff. This is only a part of Germany. And it's a big part of Germany, but not. This is not where I'm from, you know. I'm close to it, but this is not our. Anyway, so m my point is, I wouldn't know what an Alabamian, Alabamian. A red hat says "Make Make America Great Again" on it. Okay, yeah, mega, <laughs> mega country, mega country mm -hmm. with a bunch of like GMO, like white cholesterol bread and you know, it's okay, okay, okay. In a church, I mean, it's crazy. So. uh so I started talking to him, and um, he, the subject of industrial metal came up, mm -hmm. and I just I just looked over like, what the hell? What the hell is he talking about? Like, what you 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 like it? Because nobody around here that I know really likes it, except for a few goths living mm -hmm. in a dungeon somewhere, right? So uh, he he starts talking about Rammstein. I'm like, what? what? And uh, and I had just made a demo, a two song demo that I had on was it SoundCloud at the time. And uh, I was like, wow, this is a really chance meeting because I've been wanting to work with somebody who actually knows what they're doing, mm -hmm. who's performed and who's had experience playing music. And I'm just this struggling, you know, not struggling, but like new, newly discovered, hey, I want to sing guy. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, so then so then I sent him my links and I went to his show. I started stalking him, which is how you really get attention. So you just got to do that. <laughs> and I'm a big guy, so I'm probably scared the shit out of him. Um, he's a big guy. <laughs> He's not small. He's not small potatoes either. He's he's not to be trifled with, as he likes to say. Uh, uh, and so when he played at, at this one show, so he played at this one show, and he played a song called Aftercast, which he's now going to let me sing on. And when I heard that song, I was like, man, that's like the perfect sound that I want as from, mm -hmm. uh, from playing guitar. Like, it's not overblown, It's which is fine, mm -hmm. if that's your thing. Mm -hmm. But it was just like that right touch where uh, that I think Rammstein does really well because – you know, there's a lot of great bands out there, but it's it's really the simple chugging power riffs that yep. I, yep. I, yeah, I, I think have a lot more power than people realize mm -hmm. until they watch the uh, show. For, and they go, for me, it's just kind of um, it's it's pop melodies just played very hard, basically. You know, n nothing else. It's it's I like pop like you. You know, I. Uh, Eurythmics, I grew up with Eurythmics and, you know, sweet dreams are made of these and, and stuff. This is my kind of stuff. And they just do it in a, in a hard way, basically. That's it. So I'm glad you mentioned that because that's exactly what Price Krieg is to me. Like, mm -hmm. I, I realize that I'm actually just a pop artist trying, mm -hmm. to, be, trying to be hard. Trying to stay <laughs> but, but that's what really feels, that's where I feel connected, though, is in, in that harsh pop sound and mm -hmm. uh luckily he plays he plays that uh he's also really into a lot of hard death fast stuff too so i hope i can keep him entertained long <laughs> enough with Fleischkrieg to to perform a few more shows but yeah it was a really chance random meeting and uh it's been great because he's been sort of like my um like i don't know what the fuck is going on i don't know what to do mm, I don't, it was I don't your tutor or you know kind of helped you yeah. Your mentor, maybe, or so, yeah, showed, showed you the, the ropes. Yeah, he's still doing mm. it. I mean, he's still helping me with stuff. Now, I, you know, we, we're going to have our, you know, uh, artistic differences here and there. But, like, in general, I know that I can depend upon him to, like, have a realistic assessment of what's mm -hmm. possible 
how to how to pull it off in front of a group of people, things mm. that I, I mean, I remember going to our first show and I was really intimidated. There was a, there was a band on stage doing sound check. I'll never forget this. And uh, one of the guys was up there and he was just like, and he was doing mm. like, he was doing karate kicks and shit in the dressing room. Like he was doing his kata or some shit. And I'm like, God, these guys are fucking serious rock and roll people. Like I, I'm just some dude who, you know. Living on the internet for a while, having some mm-hmm. fantasy about being a rock star. Like these guys are fucking doing it. And uh, Thomas comes out and he has a stick of like black eyeliner or some kind of face paint. His face is all done up and his his and I'm like, he's like, do you want some? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Let's, let's. That was my initiation into rock, right? Mm-hmm. Putting on a little Spain and getting up there and doing it. So. Um, so yeah, I mean, like our, our meeting has been very good. You know, it's, it's, it's good having somebody who can really play who, who knows music, who's supportive of my pop aspirations. And, uh, I came down to freaking LA to live with him and his, he's got a, he's got a, right now I'm in the, uh, the backyard house. There's a house in the backyard. So, mm-hmm. so far good, you know, we, I haven't had a lot of time to make music in the last couple of months cause I've been trying to, uh, get my my video business up and running but i think after the next couple of weeks i'm going to take a month off from work and i'm mm-hmm. just going to i'm going to finish the album and hopefully release it okay. yeah. and you, you can send it my way because you know i have a little i have a little radio show and i have a little um, you know playlist and stuff and i can 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 help you in my little way um, and you know this uh, video will help also you know people will, will get to know you And so how, how do you support yourself? You said that you have a video business, so you're making videos like uh, weddings or what, uh, something like that? So I got really lucky. Um, so a couple of years ago, after I made Starleaf, uh, we ran out of money for the film. We actually started selling actual cannabis and marijuana, uh, not illegally, but mm-hmm. through the state. But then, we, you know... The, the weed business is like, you know, first of all, you're dealing, you're dealing with people who've spent their whole lives on the black market. So they're mm-hmm. not, they're not bad people, but they're just sort of like, there's, they're just sort of like used to a way in which they do business. That's a little bit trickier, right? It's a little bit under the table sometimes. And, uh, we just couldn't keep, we just couldn't keep that, that system going. We had a, um, a greenhouse that failed. And so when the greenhouse failed, our crops couldn't, we couldn't sell the crops to the market. So anyway, that fell apart and I was sitting around going, what do I do? You know, how am I going to support myself? Uh, so I started Uber driving to just stay alive. Mm-hmm. But uh, I had always been doing video. And so I just started investing in my camera gear again, which is really expensive and it sucks to have to always spend so much money on cameras. But uh, I, I eventually had a couple old clients that I had previously worked with uh, at, at a marketing firm and they just said, Hey, we, we need to do some videos and doing those videos for them led to doing videos for their partners. And now I have about, I'd say three or four pretty regular clients that hire me once a month, once every couple months to just go and film organic fertilizer. Uh, exciting. <laughs> what? <things. laughs> what? Yeah. Well, you know, actually, I'm actually, how, how do you film organic fertilizer? I think it's quite It lies on the ground and that's it. It doesn't move, you know, but you say action and then you light it up or what? Action and fertilize. <laughs> um, you know, it's funny. Well, here's the thing. So I'm actually really proud of them because they're, they're, a, company, <laughs> they're a company in, uh, in Seattle that takes the waste 
from the grocery stores mm -hmm. and, and they put it into this thing. It's called, it's called, anyway, it's called the harvester and they turn it into fertilizer that then the farmers go and reuse again. So for all of you uh, that are environmentalists or people that are into like, you know, organic food, to me, like, it's really cool because I'm, I'm all about trying to like not destroy the planet any more mm -hmm. than we have to. And so to me, to be able to like do that, that was to me was kind of like, hey, you know, I'm part of this thing that's helping these people, you know, keep the I'm, I'm just really into like food, eating, trying to eat well, trying to like not be destructive. I mean, I'm not a total, total environmentalist at all. But but to me, that was kind of like purposeful work for me. And so they got me going. Uh, they gave me a gig last month where I'm filming, you know, fields and crops and again, fertilizer. Mm -hmm. But uh, but it's still. <laughs> It's still kind of it's still rewarding, and so then I also do like real estate stuff. So basically, it's just corporate small business stuff. But what's nice about it is I, it's it's totally freelance. I, I don't have a job. I don't have to wake up at a certain time. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a little scary when you don't have any work. So I'm trying to build up a savings right now, mm -hmm. and and just try to do these gigs often enough to like keep going. But uh, it might it might all work out in the day if I can just keep. And the, the crazy thing is with coronavirus, I thought everything was, I thought I was done. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, even even driving for Uber, you know, like having to wear the mask and people afraid to, to travel. So, um, but for some reason, I've been really blessed in the last couple of months to be able to move down to L.A. to be able to keep getting work. And so, uh, what I'm trying to do, you know, I don't know if this is your case, but in my life, I look at the, I try to you know, put my finger up to the wind and figure out, okay, which way is it blowing? What can I do right now in this moment that gives me the maximum opportunity to do what I need to do? And right now it's like, okay, edit my ass off, shoot all the videos I can. And then when I get a window of time, no one's looking, I'm going to, I'm going to make that album, you know, and I'm mm -hmm. going to move on and see what happens after that. Right. You know, and, but me and Thomas have, I don't know, he's probably told you this, like we have this total, total fantasy and dream of, going to Germany, going to Europe. Yeah, I know, to I, me, I, he told me, he told me, I'm, I'm, if you yeah. do, I mean, I'm, I will be there. I, I'm, I, meet even, I might Did even you? host you or whatever. I might awesome. even open for you. That's what we need. <laughs> we'll do a co-headliner. Um, <laughs> it would be cool. Mm. It would be cool. Well, you actually already really helped me out. You actually put one of my songs on your, on your radio station uh, a couple months ago, maybe like half a year ago. Yeah, I, I think I, I yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I, I forgot. Awesome. I, I had to admit I forgot. <laughs> But uh, I mean, you, you got you got something out of it, obviously. Oh yeah, I mean, it was just Perfect. we're all helping each other, and I and I mm -hmm. love that. That's and to me, like like we call it the the fatherland, the motherland. Like for us here in, in America, you know, like industrial pop rock is not, I would say, at the top of the charts right now. But it's still it feels like. Well, first of all, I just want a free, free. If I get a free tour of Europe, I'd be. That, that's all my musical aspirations. Take, mm -hmm. take. Like, I like some beer and some trips to the. There's a lot of beer here. That's that's for that's, sure. That's what we hear. So, um, that would be perfect for me in my life. I would call it good at that. If my music could give mm -hmm. me a tour, I, I I'd have no complaints. I'm very simple that way. You know, I don't need to like try to prove or show or have a bunch of money. I just need enough. To, I just I just need to be doing what I think is the best thing that I can offer um, mm -hmm. the world in some capacity and not starve to death or die of, of some horrible death in the meantime, you know, try to postpone that as long as possible. So yep. we like, we would love to go to Europe. We would mm -hmm. definitely love to. 
Because in America, it's just uh, we, you know, there's there's people that listen to it here, but it just seems like, it seems like in Europe, it's more um, common to go to a show where like it's there's no drummer, or if there is one, uh, they're just more into like that synth, electronic, guitar type sound. When I made Fleisch Creek, well, the first version of my my music was called something else. It was called Plot Device, and we were doing like Depeche Mode type stuff, mm. and I just. I just remember looking at the MySpace analytics. This is back in MySpace. Oh, yeah. That's it's, a while back. <laughs> that's a while back. And seeing all of these hits from Germany and hits from Belgium and hits from you know France, and I started realizing that's kind mm -hmm. of where the audience for what I like to do is. So, mm -hmm. I mean, so that's, that's a great, great thing today. I mean, uh, you, you know, it has a back and forth kind of thing. Um, I'm also a music curator, as as you might know, uh, or you know. I mean, I'm I'm a yeah. DJ. I, yeah. I, you know, I don't see myself as a DJ. It's always a little bit weird because I'm just playing music. I'm just saying, okay, and now I play da da da. Do you know, this is a DJ. If this is a DJ, then I I'm not. I mean, I'm just an announcer of music, basically. <laughs> um, so, but but uh, yeah, yes, I am. And, and the, the cool thing is. Um, Today, with the internet, you know, you can, you, yeah, I mean, we are having a conversation, right? And, uh, and we are completely, we are worlds apart. And, and the music, um, you, you see where, where it hits, you know? I, I mean, in the past, my, my point is, in the past, you would have been like this strange guy who likes this really strange music. He might never heard you know and and he never knew what he was missing and now you can you know there's a kid in mexico who likes you and then there's a lot of guys in germany who like you and 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 you you know that you know kind of it boosts your ego a little bit without being in like like overblown ego ego sorry ego ego yeah. ego ego, yeah. ego uh something and but but it's kind of It's it's cool. There's this big community, like you said. Uh, you know, we're we're helping each other, and and it's uh, not, it's not a, a dog a dog world. It's kind of, you know, if you're doing well, I'm happy. You know, and and this this also will bring more attention to to the music we love. So I mean, why would I be afraid to to help you because you you might be better than me or whatever? You know, you you be different. I I don't like this kind of thinking. You know, there's there's enough for all of us in this big world totally you know and one thing that's kind of what i learned from um the film work that i've done is like you okay so one thing about doing your art is that and especially with the film business I, that i learned is like it's impossible to make everybody happy mm -hmm. you're never you're never going to do it and then sometimes you'll make people happy that you never expected mm -hmm. to make and so i learned I try to give myself what I call it my, my core competency. Like I, I just want to find an objective analysis that says, Rich, what you're doing is within the realm of competent and maybe good. <laughs> I might not want to listen to it or watch it every day, mm -hmm. but, but the effort you're putting in is, is going somewhere. And so Thomas, having Thomas's like feedback early on saying, Hey man, this, like my whole, my whole litmus test with Thomas was like, dude, I'll, I'll show him a couple of my demos. Mm -hmm. He walks away from this, or he starts treating it like, "Hey, man, I'll I'll, I'll play some guitar, but it's going to be you know four dollars an hour and blah blah." Um, when he just said that they were good, it really made me feel good. It really made me realize mm -hmm. that he's probably I I don't think Thomas has a playlist right now of the type of music. I mean, he listens to a lot of different stuff, but 
as a musician, as somebody who's, who's played music, who's been in a lot of bands, who's been around a lot of music, he's seen the good, the bad, and the ugly. And for him to put me in the category of at least okay, if not a little bit better, mm-hmm. was, huge, was huge for me. Because, again, I'm, we're not the only talented people on the planet, or, or, or I wouldn't even say that. Who knows if I'm talented or not. The point I'm trying to make is like you can't like, – like, there's no need to compete. It's just a matter of like showing up to do it and getting better at it and mm-hmm. seeing what happens. Because the, the very fact of me being able to meet someone like him, meet someone like you, and be able to do this thing called music is an extraordinarily awesome opportunity. Because I, be, I could be paralyzed, unable to type or play mm-hmm. keyboard. Could be dead, you know. Yeah. Like, yep. like I've, I've had enough of a go around with life to see where, like, it, it, to be able to make music is really, I think, an extraordinary gift that that you know, people, some people are lucky to have. And uh, the idea that everyone's going to love it is absolutely pointless. Like, you cannot go through life thinking that because because not everybody loves Starly at the movie. Let me tell you that. <laughs> some reviews, but mm-hmm. the funny thing is, man. The funny thing is, there were people that really did like it, and I didn't pay them to like it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, they mm-hmm. actually really loved it, and I and I so I've learned that you know, your art, uh, you're we're in a niche, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's it's a total niche, and the niche is not for everyone, but for anybody who it is good for, it's really nice to be able to um, collaborate with them and, and and connect connect with these people because mm-hmm. we're all we're all coming from that same place in our soul where we're trying to figure out this world and we're trying to express ourselves and we're trying to enjoy it however we can. And that's what the music lets us do together. And so I, I, you know, like I'm, I'm pretty blessed right now to be in a place in my life where I feel like, you know, I'm going to keep getting better at this. We'll see where it goes. Um, but I have no, I have no competitive agenda because that's just like, mm-hmm. that's just pointless, you know? Like, no, I, I think, I think you're, you have the, the real, the, the right attitude You're just yeah. grateful to, to do something you, 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 I mean, that's exactly what everyone is looking for, you know, to, to do something what he really loves to do, you know, and you will see how far it will get you. I mean, you, you, you in your video business, uh, uh, so maybe you can make a cool video or whatever, and, and then this will hit, uh, you know, because the music and the video and the cuts you make, It's so great and whatever, but but even if it doesn't, you know, it's kind of you do something you love, so it's not uh, it's not in vain, it's not wasted time. That's yeah. that's what it, you know. Um, like I co- came home today, you know, and I said, oh, I'm uh, uh, to my wife, you know, I, oh, I, I have this, I was talk with this guy and stuff, and um, I'm, I'm really excited because it's something I like, you know, for me, this is. Uh, You could say it's work, but it's not work. You, you see what I mean? It's kind of I enjoy doing this, and and I think um, that's also what I learned being on stage. If you're really into it, what you're doing, you know, and not just going through the motion and okay, now comes this chord, now comes that chord, da 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 da, and so uh, then then you know the 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 there's the spark will fly over to the audience and it will ignite them and will really and this is the greatest thing you can have as a You know, it's almost like a drug sometimes, I think, you know, there's, I don't know, how how, how did you feel after your first show and, and you really kind of killed it and afterwards it's kind of, oof, you, you drop down and like, oh, I need another fix, I need to do this again, it's so great, and you, you know, I'm, I guess you know what, I'm, what I mean. Oh, absolutely, like, that was the one thing that I remember 
coming off the stage for our first show was like, this is what I love to do. I felt so at home on mm-hmm. the stage. I just felt like, like I could get better at this. I could be competent at this. And I could call myself a musician someday. You know, it doesn't ha- I don't have to have a Grammy. I don't have to have a full acceptance. Just the fact of being able to get up there, get the words out, have the spark shine mm-hmm. deeply. Uh, in the annals of my human experience and the, and the records, like that was probably one of the top, top experiences. And, you know, it, to me, it's just to me, it's just really, really important that people go through their lives. And if they have anything to offer in that department, whatever it is, they've got to find a way to do it and mm-hmm. find, find their tribe and not really give a shit about all of the results that they might think that they need to get from it or not. Like you just, mm-hmm. you just kind of just show up and, and do it and allow life to take its course wherever, mm-hmm. whichever way it wants to go from there. But I think what happens is people get, they're just too afraid. They're just too yeah. judgmental. You know, I know a lot of people in the film business and it really drives me crazy who talk about how they're going to write a script, how they're going to, they're going to do a project. And you see them talk themselves out of it long before they ever commit to it. You know, they just sort of, cause, cause the truth is you have to take risks. You have to mm-hmm. take risks that are going to basically expose you for your weaknesses, right? Mm-hmm. The gym does the same thing. You know, if you're not strong enough to lift this much weight, you're not strong enough to lift that weight, you know? So it's like, like, I don't look at those things as bad. I just look at those things as like temporary things you need to figure out right exactly that's that's a good point also you you get better when you do it it's like a muscle you know the more you train it the the better you get the more experienced you are you have your first heckler you have to deal with and then what what do i do now and he's throwing something at me and and then you know then next time you just guard it and and throw it back at him or whatever you know do do, yeah the fact that you have a heckler is Mm -hmm. significant someone is heckling you Mm-hmm. That means you're you're doing something that they're no, not. No, it's a good doing. point. Yeah, it's actually. I wasn't. I wasn't thinking about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the fact that I've earned my own heckler. I've been like really. I I would actually get off the stage. I actually mm-hmm. have had. I've had some people, you know, heckle, but I had a lot of people being pretty supportive. But I would get on stage like, dude, let me get your autograph. Like, man, you're my first heckler. Mm-hmm. So let's get a selfie and get back on stage. I mean, I don't know. Like to me, to me, there's a there's a quote from an American president. Uh, I think it's Theodore Roosevelt. Uh, it's called the man in the arena quote. And it's my favorite quote. And I cannot fucking remember it. Sorry, exactly. But you have to look it up later. Uh, it's great because like, it's all about the guy who goes into the arena. You know, he's not in the stands. Mm-hmm. The comfort of the mob. He doesn't have the comfort of the mob. He doesn't have the comfort of conformity. It's, out, it's him out there or mm-hmm. her taking a risk. And that's, that person has more courage and spirit than those people will ever know all right exactly. unless, exactly. unless yeah and mm-hmm. so so i've learned just in my own life failure is not a problem it's i just tried to identify a couple things in my life which is okay so what do i really want to mm-hmm. do you know what does my spirit really want to do is there a um is there any possibility that i might have either a gift or a predisposition mm-hmm. towards this mm-hmm. is it worth doing And if I do do it, how do I measure how successful I am at it, you know? And, and uh, I just wrote a song a couple days ago that Thomas heard and Thomas told me it was, this is a good song. Like, he thinks it's, it's good. And I noticed just from the singing that I've been doing over the last year, how my voice is starting to change. Like I'm starting mm-hmm. to see 
hey, I might be able to actually sing this way now. And this is all because of just just going out there and doing what you love mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and being able to being able to assess it. I mean, I guess there are people that get delusional, and that's fine too. But you know, I, I like to think I'm in a place now where my ambition's pretty simple. I just want to open up for. <laughs> some band or, or play some for Rammstein just say it just say Rammstein you know, of course Rammstein and, and ministry just want to open up for them and you know be with them you know, on stage to do some uh, you know some um, get a lot of hecklers I want a lot of hecklers not just one I want like I want like a hundred of them right so that's what I want out of life right mm-hmm. just uh, tour with you and, and go to Europe and drink some beers and I can look back on this life going hey man you know like mm-hmm. People never would have guessed that a kid from Alabama um, or people in general would just just won't take those kinds of risks. I mean, if I if I didn't think or if um, if, you know, if I really didn't think I had any business doing trying this, I wouldn't I, w- I would just go find another thing to do. But this is something that's always called out to me. And I know it calls mm-hmm. out to people. And I hope anybody who feels the call just just goes through the process of like trying to get better at doing it because. Because there's niches for everything. I mean, I go on the internet now, and I, I'm still in shock that synthwave became a huge thing. Because I grew up listening to like synth music, and to see like a whole genre of kids that are walking around with like aviator glasses yeah. and yep. watching. I'm just like, when the fuck did that? I was made fun of for liking that shit, and mm-hmm. now you guys mm-hmm. are around with video game synthwave like. You know, that whole genre of music now is a thing. It's been a thing, I guess, for a while. And I was like, you know, I don't know. Like, you guys like Tron? I didn't know you guys like Tron. That's freaking cool. Like, I, So, you know, you just never, like, it's pointless to chase, I think, mm-hmm. other people's Exactly, exactly. That's a good point. Be yourself, yeah. you know, be really, <laughs> um, be authentic in, in a way. Because this is also, I have a good friend. He's a really great musician, a really great one. But he's always kind of trying to, oh, this, this is trending right now, so I should do this and that, you know, and, and, and running behind the trends. And, like, my point is just do what you feel like. I mean, what you really mean, you know, like what I meant with a hard blood, just where you really want to put in your heart and, and be authentic. And you, you said something before that really made me remind of um, my – I have a daughter. She's seven years old, and she just, you know – in her in her room she she sings and dances and, and doesn't care about the world and what you said in in the in the beginning kind of reminded me and then the world comes in and uh, oh you're not supposed to do this and you're not supposed to do that and, and this put put it away and this you private and not not in the in public and whatever and then you you kind of fill all these uh, happiness with these um, simpleness of With, with all these um, chores she has to do and she has to be this and that and you have to be a good pupil and you have to do that. And for me, it sounded like, you know, you had all this and you kind of uh, slowly put all the gravel what was hitting, uh, you know, hindering you from, from getting out to let your, your creative out, your creative being 
and and so now you're basically back to yeah. to square one i mean where you started you know to be a free spirit uh, like every child you know that's reminded me of of my daughter is starting out because we, we don't know what's wrong or right or whatever we just do you know she just sings for herself because it entertains her and she likes to hear her voice and and she sings along and it's wrong but but you know who cares it's cool she likes it and and she she's happy and and this is um this is i guess the state you are kind of getting close to now again and this is the state that a human being is is most happy with you know you don't need much money you don't need uh, possessions and and be uh, you know this cool guy or whatever if you if you're happy in yourself in your own skin that's that's the greatest gift you can have and this is this is what i see in you now yes it's the most extraordinary gift that any human can possess because what happens when you're young is you start giving away pieces of your happiness in, in, in these complicated promises that of things to come that the mm -hmm. adults say is important, right? So you give away all this or it gets taken from you through trauma and abuse, which is something mm -hmm. I experienced a lot of. So you go through all this stuff, then you get to become an adult and then you're supposed to collect on mm -hmm. all these complicated arrangements and you find out that they never really arrive in time. Like in America, it's really stupid. Like in America, they have this whole thing set up or they used to. And that's all been changed by coronavirus. You, you mean the American dream or what? what no, or the, American dream. Like, yeah, the American dream. Mm. Like that was all something that you were scheduled mm. to get at a certain date. From the dishwasher to the millionaire or something. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Sometimes you can still do. But then on top of that, you've got uh, coronavirus. You've got Wall Street crashes. You've got, um, you know, riots. Uh, my favorite my favorite was the one where you're going to work your ass off until you were 70 or 75 and then you're mm -hmm. going to retire but that's been proven to be kind of a joke because in the meantime you've you've given away all your vital life force mm -hmm. something mm -hmm. you probably didn't really believe in that's a really good good point I, I have something to say to this as well the point is um, Actually, my mother was like this, you know. She was always like, if I have this, then I will be happy. But this is absolutely wrong, you know. It's, you need to be happy now. My, my kind of, um, um, how you say, uh, view of life is if I would cross the street now and the bus hits me and I'm dead on the spot, I did everything I wanted to do. I did everything, uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm not finished, you know. There's still so much more I want to do. I want to see my daughter grow up. I want to do, you know, the show with you. I want to tour Europe. And, I, you know, I'm, I'm going back with you to America. And then we, cr you know, we crush America. And, uh, <laughs> you know, we, we, we do all this. Uh, so I, I still have goals, you know. But uh, my point is, if I would die now, there would be very little I would regret have not having done. Because you only regret the things you don't do. You know, I did uh, some really stupid stuff. I was married before. I I lost my my uh, first um, uh, um, and how you say endeavor. My my first business. I, I really was you know I was broke. I had no money. I had nothing, and and but I did it. You know, and now looking back on it, it made me to the person I am. And and um, if I would never have tried things, you know, I would have not known that I would fail in it and, uh, you know, I wouldn't do it again. But um, my point is, do things, you know, do things and fail and get off your ass and, you know, get up, you know, put, 
dust yourself off and 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 start something new and and but at least you did and and like um you said in the, the gym it's you you're getting stronger you know it, when you fall down often you get better in getting up you know and then when you will figure out what what it is what is the right thing for you and you know what's that's the greatest thing you ever can have to do something you really love so i would encourage everyone to to try that you know That's the that's the whole point of the flush war analogy. Um, I, I had, so you know, like I don't think people really understand how many other forces are trying to take from them their mm -hmm. life. Like I don't think people realize how much this this matrix we live in is designed to really control you and your soul, whether it's through intentional or unintentional byproduct of the way it's built. You know, it's just something that's there. And like, it's a, like I had, so I had cancer 10 years ago. I had, um, oh, I had wow. stage three testicular cancer and it spread into my lungs. And so I remember being 35 years old and I had just gotten this job at a marketing firm and I'd also just gotten divorced. So I already was taking a, a pretty big hit from that. Mm -hmm. But uh, I remember thinking, man, I'm gonna, I could die at 35 And there's all this shit that I, I didn't get a chance to do, you know, mm -hmm. and I was just like, man, I really, I really want to make sure that while I'm here now and still alive, that I'm not living someone else's life or their expectations. And what people don't know is that you're, you do that subconsciously. Through exactly. Exactly. Your, your daughter's in that wonderful time in life where she's got the support and the freedom to do that. But like over the years, you, it's like these, these forces will mm -hmm. come down. They will pile on. Yes. They'll mm -hmm. pile on, you know, and. Mm -hmm. I have this thing, so for me, I just, for me, I have this love affair with the idea that maybe someday, if I keep working at this, I could be comp. So if you can marry the child spirit with an adult's competencies, an mm -hmm. adult's ability to be pragmatic and have drive to get better at something, then something really extraordinary happens where that, that trueness, that essence of your life now has a vehicle in which it can like, effect upon the world however that's going to happen without too much censorship internally and without too much naivety either mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. i'm trying to i'm trying to get to that point in my life where i can I, i haven't lost the spirit of the child but i want to be competent enough as an adult to like pull it off and i think people have to realize like if you're a musician and you're able to do that in any capacity that's an extraordinarily rare and, and valuable thing to have in this world. And it doesn't really matter, in my opinion, if everybody likes you or not. What only matters is that you keep getting better at it. Mm -hmm. And that's, kind of, that's where I'm at with this. You know, I just want to keep getting better at it. But that, that's a real thing. People don't, don't realize how much of this world is, is here to take from you if you're not able to find your own path. You know, and so mm -hmm. I just, uh, I, you know, I, and I deal with a lot of um, CEOs now because of this video business that I'm in. And I listen to these CEOs talk sometimes when they hit about 50 years of age. I've heard a couple of them talk about how, I don't know, it's almost like they have a regret that they, they spent so much time accumulating, um, things, mm -hmm. but then their kids grow up, right? The kids leave the nest and you can hear them kind of going, what do I do now? Like, like I was out conquering, but I never really bothered to, to think about what I really cared about, you know? Mm -hmm. And now they're kind of like reshifting a little bit. Like it's, it's interesting. Like it's, it's really important to like find your, um, your own purpose in your life and your own voice and strength and, you know, work at it, make it to bring it to the world. 
Mm-hmm. How mm-hmm. how are we gonna do it? And I mean that's what I tell myself, you know. And mm-hmm. I've I've really enjoyed this, you know. Yeah, I, I think a good good point is here maybe also be in the moment. When yeah. but some sometimes I realize that, you know, I'm kind of like, uh, oh, I want to do this and that. And when, when, when my daughter comes by and, 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 oh, can you help me with that? I'm like, oh, no, I'm, I'm busy. I'm, and then I'm like, stop. You know, <laughs> I mean, she, yeah. she will grow up. And soon she comes to age where she doesn't want to hear anything from you. So um, be in the moment. She, she wants you now. And, and she wants to, you know, to spend time with you and, and, so, you know, I, I have to remind myself of this too, but I enjoy it. You know, we, I, we have breakfast together, we have uh, dinner together, and then we talk about the day. And, and this is very important. There is no, no cell phones or no computers on, on the table, you know, that we really talk. And, and sometimes we don't talk, sometimes we don't have anything to say when we just look at each other or look out of a window or whatever. But it's, it's, uh, it's quality time, you know. It's so... Um, um, I, I think, yeah, I, I, I can clearly see the regret of all the CEOs because they were, I mean, they were providing for the family, of course, you know, I mean, they were getting richer and whatever, but they, they lost, they, 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 they missed the important thing of life, you know, how, how growing up is and, and how things are. And, you know, I, I read to, to my daughter and, and we, we play a game uh, each night and, and she tells me what she did this. So... This is very important, you know. I'm sometimes I'm very tired, and I'm really like, oh man, but really, you know. I mean, it's a seven-year-old, you know. It's not really that interesting. With, <laughs> and and when I kind of, ah, but you know, yeah. it's now. It the time is now. In in German, we have a nice phrase. Uh, maybe you can use it in your in your next song. It's um, die die feste feiern wie sie fallen. Okay, uh, the translation is you have to to. Um, to do the parties as they come along or you have to do the celebrations as they come along. Sometimes you don't feel like you want to go to a wedding, but there is a wedding right now, so go there and be there and be in that moment. Or there is a funeral and you don't really feel like going to the funeral, but you go there and be there in this moment. This is uh, this is basically the essence of it. It's kind of... Um, Life, I guess in, in English is more like life gives you lemons or make lemonade. You know, take what you get at this moment and make the best out of it. So that's that's basically it. So that's awesome. Yeah, I mean the thing is, is like um, here's the weird thing in my opinion. Uh, there aren't, and so the thing is, there aren't analytics. If you want to use a modern word for this, there aren't analytics for the most important things in your life. Mm-hmm. You can't measure the value of a relationship with Google Sheets, spreadsheets. Like you really, that's true. You can't. Mm-hmm. But if you really break it all down, these are the most important aspects of your life. If you if you spend some time in therapy later, you'll find out that all you all your inner mind always thinks about is what happened to you in fourth grade, or mm-hmm. when your when your dad left you. You know what I mean? Like you you people don't understand how much the internal world that artists. Are probably too sensitive to um, how much that internal world influences your external reality and what happens instead is you get a cheap substitute you get a substitute from the TV or the mm-hmm. government and sometimes it's approximately close to maybe you know what may be good for you or not but it tends to cloud the picture and um, you know it's like this this effort that you have to make almost every day to like reacquaint yourself with what the whole point of this deal was and uh, I'm looking at some like tomatoes growing 
outside in our little organic garden right now. And I'm just thinking, man, you know, that's life. You know, you got mm -hmm. growing with its own agenda. It doesn't care about your taxes. You should care about your taxes, though. Just you know, you try paying them. But if your whole life becomes about things that don't really come from life proper, like, you know, a child mm -hmm. is part of life, you know, it's growing. Um, because it's our, in our world today, we don't have the analytics for that stuff. So it's easy to get kind of distracted. And if there's an emotional risk, they're even more likely to kind of like get outside of, of life and, and not pay attention to those things. But to me, I get pulled back into this and I, and I have to constantly ask myself, you know, what am I, why am I doing this? Why am I here? Mm -hmm. What's important? And in the long run, yeah, I, I've been to a fair amount of uh, parties and weddings and those things. Again, you can't put a price tag, you can't put analytics on them, but they're, they're the reason why human beings are here, I think, why we're alive. And, you know, if you, if you lose sight of that, you can just wake up at 50 or 60, which I don't want to do, you know, and be like, oh, shit, I don't want that feeling. You know, mm -hmm. I had that feeling with cancer, I had that feeling with cancer. I'll mm -hmm. never forget. That. I was like, oh, shit. So ever since then, I've been like, oh, I better work out, I better eat well. If a friend needs something, I better help them, you know, <laughs> because the money I haven't really I've seen people who've been famous in movies. I've seen people who've had a lot of money. I have yet to see any one of them sometimes that has, can prove to me that it was worth it uh, when they're not feeling so great, when they're miserable, when they're not when they're <laughs> lonely. I haven't I haven't seen anything to <laughs> to replace what happens when you sell yourself out and your soul short i have not i have seen the worst things happen to people who have compromised that for some reason i have i have seen suffering like you can't imagine people that went out to the world and gave the best of themselves to something that wasn't worthy of it right i, I they, they have not recovered they have not gotten better they have they've lost it you know so even if you don't have a lot if you have a good relationship with some people and yourself um and you can make some really kick-ass you know new deutsche <laughs> Neue Deutsche Härte. Neue you can make Deutsche Härte. I'll record that. You're going to record that send it to me later. Uh, if you, if, whatever it takes, you just got to get out there and you got to do it. And uh, for me, like if I can just sustain myself long enough to see this course run out for the next couple of years, you know, try to get these shows, mm -hmm. try to get these albums made, I can look back on myself, you know, at 50 or older and be like, okay, well, Rich, whatever happened, happened. But at least you didn't like. Mm -hmm. You know, at least you didn't really compromise and, and run mm -hmm. high. Like, mm -hmm. I don't do the hide thing. I can't do the hiding thing anymore. Like, I got to, like, whatever whatever enemy is there inside myself or outside, I, I just have to accept it, right, mm -hmm. and, uh, and figure out how I'm going to deal with it. Because this is the story of all of our human ancestors, too. They all had the same problems. They all had very similar journeys, sometimes a lot harder than what you've got going on. And uh, that's just what you do as a human. You, you have to keep – I don't know there's a safe space uh, mm -hmm. there's, there's, there's love, which I think is the most important thing. You want to keep that in your life and really cherish it. And everything else is about growing that everything mm -hmm. else should other than that, in my opinion. You know? mm -hmm. Yeah. I think, I think it's also, um, it's, um, how, how should I say it? If, if you're not, um, uh, people sometimes box themselves in and giving them two specific uh, goals or two you know you know um so they, they can never reach or so un unattainable goals yeah. and um and they're not flexible enough to to go a different route if if That's it's true. needed to you know so um yeah. 
you know, you have a certain goal, and I'm pretty sure you can you can reach it. You know, you I mean, once hopefully Corona is over, you can come to Germany, and then we can have a little tour. You know, it might be just two clubs, three clubs, whatever. But it yeah. is your tour, and, and it was it's something you did, and you can you know go home and 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 and. With 60, you think, oh, back then, you know, remember, that was, it smelled like piss, but it was so great. Um, and so, but um, sometimes people are, are putting, putting themselves too much obstacles because we want exactly this and then this will happen. So we don't have time or, or we don't see... Um, the benefits of a detour because sometimes you know the way is the goal sometimes the detour is the better way to get something and you 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 end up something you know for you i could i could see something or oh, you're doing with music and, da, 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 and then you you meet some other guys and then in in 10 years you do music videos for you know the big guys uh, and, and and you know and, and you would be happy to it this is your way of of doing uh, the things you love and, and supporting the music you love so you know just be open for uh, unexpected turns in your life that's that's what i want to say basically you know don't that's be too a, yeah knuckleheaded that's, that's brilliant i mean i i feel like that's the story of my life is the unexpected mm -hmm. it's been everything yeah i didn't expect to run into thomas had mm -hmm. i not had I not made that demo mm -hmm. of two songs that weren't which weren't really that great, they were okay. Would have done nothing to have met him, right? So mm -hmm. that's the kind of that's the kind of like synchronicity that's important in life. Like you have to show up, do the best of what you can at something, but be open to change, right? Be open to like somebody coming into your life or an event happening. Even the move down to LA was a big unknown during Corona and pandemic. I mean, mm -hmm. like I wasn't expecting to do that. I wasn't expecting to break up with my girlfriend either, but. But the, um, but if you're always building, if you're there's a certain like stance. I feel like I have a stance that I take now in the world, which is I'm always want to be in a position where I'm growing and I'm getting better, whatever it is that I really want to do, mm -hmm. and that the force of that carries into um, the trajectory and the, mo the momentum of that carries forward, so that if you run into some opportunity, the likelihood of being able to take that opportunity. Mm -hmm exponentially increases and, and people don't realize that they want everything to be like, okay, I'm going to do this. Mm -hmm. And this is, and then this that. is exactly what will happen. Exactly. So, but, yeah. but this is kind of, you are in charge of your life. That's also, that's also the difference here. You know, I mean, you might not know where it really leads to, but right. you're doing the things you want to do and you're do, trying your best and you're out there, you're putting yourself out there, you're presenting and, and you know, so this is also in charge because some, some people just sit at home and, you know, and uh, you, nobody's knocking on your door and getting you out. Oh, I know you are a great singer. Come here with me and this will not happen. Uh, you know, you have to do that and you have to do, you have to start somewhere, you know. Uh, sometimes I get really bad music uh, sent to me, you know, to play on on, uh, on my radio show. and But I can hear under the, you know, I can hear that there's something great. The production value is really bad and whatever, you know. But I even played songs who are really bad, but I could hear something special in them. There was a spark in it. And I could hear, oh, you know, these guys, they can really do something or they meant something with it. So, um, you know, thousand others would have kind of rejected it but but i played it and i'm i'm a nobody you know but at least for them i made their day and i made their you know, i made them happy so this is all um 
you know, like you said before, we should kind of help each other to, to build towards mm -hmm. the persons we really want to become. You know, we are not yet, but we have a, a trajectory. We have a, a way to get better, to enhance ourselves and, and you know, to, yeah, to, to, to get to a higher place. You know, I was just reading. I was just reading Nietzsche. <laughs> so, you know, it's, uh, it's uh, some tough stuff. But um, yeah, so I, I'm, I'm, you know, the, the Nazis really misused it. But yeah, so, so I have to be with an with an Übermensch, with a superhuman. Um, you know, it's kind of misunderstood. But uh, yeah. this is exactly what you kind of should shoot for. You should be shooting for something better. You you want to better yourself. Anyway, Übermensch. I think you do Übermensch. Yeah, right. You can you can say it. <laughs> well, make make, make a song. Übermensch. You already are way ahead of the game there. Like, <laughs> you know, I, I'm 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 was born German. That's the only thing I was ahead. <laughs> well, Germans have you know pretty good taste in music. Um, the Übermensch. I heard. Well, first of all, I heard you read some Nietzsche for Thomas. Oh, you you heard it already. Okay, I, I I'm not I'm not sure if I really hit it that I right, it. but I hope I you can use you it. Did it. I, you did it. I know that you did. He liked it. He liked. Oh, it. cool, perfect. Um, yeah, I like Nietzsche a lot. I studied philosophy quite a bit, and uh, the Ubermensch ideal is, I think, it's, I think it's a very real thing. Like, I think we're all supposed to be evolving into something better, mm -hmm. and um, you know, getting stuck along the way is just. It, it's life it's life destroying like you really have to recognize when you're when you're stuck somewhere and, and try to push through it you know and i'm just uh yeah i'm at a point in my life where i just i feel like i gotta i've identified the one thing that i really wanted to do and really love to do and i'm just really open now to like whatever needs to happen with mm -hmm. it not if it doesn't go anywhere it doesn't matter to me because at least I went out there and I did it and I, and I let the cards fall where they may. And from my own life experience, I will tell anybody listening, you have no idea, like, like the unexpected detour is how fate, I think, reveals itself, mm -hmm. but you have to put in the effort. Like I, I'm into uh, a lot of esoteric philosophy and I believe in like, uh, like the human mind, the human ego is a smaller version of what the, like in Carl Jung called the self, mm -hmm. which is which is your higher self, which is your dormant ubermensch. Mm -hmm. Now, this, it, for some reason, life in the situation we're in now, which I can get into later, which is really complicated with aliens and stuff, um, it needs that relationship between that, that ego or that willpower to go through the world and create the opportunities for the ubermensch to start to make its appearance, right? But it's a relationship you got to have with yourself, with your willpower, with your... Um, determination and if your mind puts too many expectations onto it you're limiting the availability of the of the unexpected to really do something really cool for you not on the timetable you might want not in the way you might want but the way you might want it but actually be dysfunctional because you know in my life i've had to negotiate a lot of dysfunction like i inherited from my life i grew up a, i grew up a Jehovah witness i grew up in these situations where you know my mind was molded at a very small age and if I was continuing on those paths of what I was told to do, what I thought was the highest level of achievement a human could have, I mean, I would be totally not in sync with what 
the the ubermensch wants you know in the long run so mm -hmm. i think people don't, i don't think people realize like battles you fight every day and uh, and the, the little victories that you get from them do create the stability and the character of what makes your art good like it does mm -hmm. like i don't want to say heroin everybody should just do heroin and make great music but um if you look at uh, the problem is the problem is artists are in positions where what can create can also destroy and so mm -hmm. you have to be very Right? You have to have some kind of immunity from what can destroy you while you're out there trying to create. And uh, that's a tough that's a tough line, I think, for some people. But um, I've had enough destruction where I'm just like, nah, you know, I, I get it. I get what would go wrong here. And um, the creative doesn't need that. Like David Lynch talks about it all the time. People come up to David Lynch and they ask him, hey, should I be, you know, a struggling, depressed writer? He's like, no, don't do that. Like, just meditate, go to the Drink some coffee uh, and, and and practice your art, you know, without getting caught up in all that melodrama, if you, if you can avoid it, you mm -hmm. know. So I'm a believer in all that kind of stuff, actually, quite mm -hmm. a bit. Yeah, you, you seem to quite well aware of, of, of the surroundings. And, and this is kind of, see, see, this kind of makes you an Übermensch because whatever is thrown your way, you can take it. You know, this is this is this is what for me it means. You know that you're not um, a static figure, and and if something gets thrown, you got blown over. You know, you kind of kind of withhold uh, the blow, and you come back, and you come back stronger. Or you can see, okay, now this goes this way, and and I mean you beat cancer and and you know everyone has obstacles and and stuff and it's yeah. just like yeah. um some people um are broken by them and and some people are getting getting stronger by them and and nietzsche was for me a big inspiration um, for you know I, i grew up not in a jehovah witnesses or something but in a very strict uh, church um, as well so I can relate to this, you know, that it's kind of you get your your blinders on and you, you're only allowed to think like this. And but when, when you realize the world is not like this, it's not black and white. There's not devil and God. There's, uh, there's so much gray. And wh what is it? And, and who am I? And what do I really want? You know, and Nietzsche has a lot of quotes with. Um, Okay, I'm not getting into into this, but anyway, it, it really helped me uh, getting out of of a of a mindset I had. You know, I, it broke out, and yeah. Um, yeah anyway, <laughs> it's cool. Teaches a lot. Of, he teaches a lot of like. What 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 year was he alive? Was he in the late 19th century? Was it like I the, think yeah he he died he died 19 or 1901 or something. So uh, uh, yeah, so he was in the. In the last century, century he was still alive, but he was he was not well. You know, he he had maybe um, there was this was it chlamydia or something. He had some some diseases. Uh, you know, syphilis, right? Syphilis, syphilis. Yeah, yeah, it was syphilis. Yeah. Oh, that's oh, so that's what drove him crazy. Well, he was yeah, hey, he man. was crazy at, at the end. That's for sure. Be a musician or a philosopher, either way, you're going to meet the girls. Sounds mm -hmm. like so. Uh, yeah, and he wanted to be a musician. He he could not. He oh, he was. He, he wanted to be one. You know, he was also very close with Wagner in the beginning, um, and and he wanted. He, the first book he wrote was for Wagner, uh, and um, 
and, and, and if, if he could, he would have sung it. He, he said, but he was not a musician. So, but you know, I mean, so that's my maybe that's why we can relate quite well to him because he felt like a musician. He was an artist for sure, but he couldn't play instruments or sing. Wow. Well, you putting him in, uh, putting some Nietzsche in a song is, a, is the next best thing to do, right? You, let's see. Like let's that. see how how it works. I hope it works well, out. I've never understood one word of anything. If you want to understand the power of music, I I don't think I understand. I I can recognize some words from Rammstein songs, mm -hmm. but to this day, most Americans who listen to Rammstein, they have no idea mm -hmm. what he's saying, right? So isn't that fascinating if you think about it? Like, mm -hmm. like but you can still you feel the energy, if, what what he's what he's saying and. Yeah. And, and how he's saying, and let me tell you, you know, to, to put your mind at ease, lots of Germans don't get it as well. Because, um, you know, the best Rammstein songs, they are really multi-layered. I mean, you know, I'm, uh, I'm a little fanboy, so I shouldn't talk too much about it. But it's, it's um, Rammstein, the, the, the lyrics, they, they seem to mean that... But you could interpret them most usually in at least two or three different ways, and that wow. makes it so multifaceted. And wow. and it's it's I really like it. And we pulled it off a couple of times. But it's really like, what do we really mean? On the surface, they say this and that, and in the video, we kind of play with it. Um, but but wow. it could be so much more. And if you really get into it. You know, it's 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 also art. It's for me, Rammstein is the perfect art because um, they are they're uh, uh, playing theater on stage and they they have so multi-layered uh, um, lyrics that you can really find a lot in them. And so, yeah, for me, it's a it's a big and and the music it's kind of hard pop music. This is you know all all the boxes are checked for me. This is my kind of stuff. Yeah, I'm I'm very much a writer. Uh, kind of like it's kind of how I got started in, in my creative world I was a kid I would write and, and teachers would say you know hey, this kid's maybe got some potential and they would take me to a college for a day so I was into poetry and writing quite a bit and I, I still do a lot of that and when I write lyrics that's kind of my struggle is I, I'm I am trying to write I feel naturally better writing stuff that has a little bit more nuance to it it's not so direct um, And so that's the thing I noticed about Rammstein too that I've been hearing because I know even like just to take it real make it simple like do Haas, that means mm. two two things differently right it could be yes yes it's completely it's, it changes its meaning in in the um, right. um, yeah do Haas is like um, you think first he means you hate um, yeah. but it's it's uh, it means you have um, uh. you know later on you know do do Haas. Du hast mich gefragt, du hast mich gefragt und ich habe nichts gesagt. Uh, you know, you have uh, or you hate and then you, you, you have asked me and I didn't say anything. Um, so, um, and, and then also willst du bis uh, der Tod, <laughs> der Scheide, you, you know, he, he's playing with words because um, um, it's actually the real word would be willst du bis der Tod uns scheidet. Yeah, uh, but but he yeah. used Scheide, and this is the German word for vagina. So it's it's also you know he he's twisting <laughs> the. It's it's just you know uh, the, 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 the unfortunate part for for you is, you know I can also, you appreciate the music and and the the, the lyrics how we sound and you know the the teutonic charm of it, yeah. yes. and and I also you know can appreciate 
the, the little tidbits he puts in there that, that mean something or mean something else and and or the, the play on words basically if um, you know if you know me better you <laughs> most of my friends is like oh you know because I made a lot of word jokes when you know just twisting words around and like oh that's another Tobias okay yeah 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 we got it ha 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 you know I'm mostly laughing about this myself but anyway, the, uh, uh, Rammstein lyrics are, are very rich in that and, and full with that. It's very rarely that it means only one thing. And this is, yeah. this is a, a big achievement, I think, uh, to have so, uh, you know, as an artist, you want to, fr I mean, you can talk about now how you want to write, but you like to, or I think you would like to write in a, in a very broad way so that everyone can kind of find his own conclusion for me punk is where it tells you exactly what to think what to do what is right and what is wrong that's punk but if you if you want to keep it more uh, open and, and you know accessible to to people then you keep it um, in broader terms you still tell a story but you let uh, people you know because you might be sad, you might be happy, or whatever. So it means something else for everyone in a certain uh, a period, in, in a certain, uh, you know, when you're happy, it means something else to you when you're sad. So um, it, it can help you uh, getting up or uh, make you even more sad and, and kind of cherish your sadness or something. So, um, and I really like that, that there is, it doesn't tell you exactly what it is. You can you can find your own meaning in it, and that's that's great. The Framstein lyrics. So I I've sang Du Host at karaoke a few times, and mm -hmm. I had no idea I was singing about a vagina until right now, which is pretty cool. Yeah, it's just a little twist. It's just like he he puts uh, he he omits a few um, letters, and then it's something else. But I, I mean, it it me in the you, you get it in the in the whole arc yeah. of a sense it makes sense and people would hear it and then some people would, what 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 he, he said it a little bit wrong oh he means something else maybe yeah yeah you know i actually feel so i'm with you like i to me like power pop hard pop combined with poetry i actually and the Teuton, i think the, the thing about like rammstein and some of these german bands for americans is like it's like this hyper masculinity that's not like in America, masculinity is kind of like sometimes just overdone in, in ways that are really destructive. But in some ways, but masculine power is power and it's good to have a form of it in your life that has the capacity to bring a strength, but not blind aggression. You know, it's like mm -hmm. it's like it's like a dangerous thing that people want. Right, people mm -hmm. need to have, you need to have it in nature for self-preservation and that kind of thing. Exactly, so, that's exactly what I was thinking now. Yeah, yeah. You, if you don't have it, it's you're just going to be pulled, pushed around by predators and things like that. So I think access to that kind of power, like so, in my personal journey, mm -hmm. rec reclaiming the masculine has been my journey um, mm -hmm. because I was I was denied it as a young child. So I have uh, the anger that came with repressing that is all there. But going out and just being destructive is typically what happens when you try to reclaim it in most people's lives. Um, so I think there's like this really fun thing that Rammstein does and, and even singing in German that does where you get to kind of embrace that power, 
But if you bring that creative artistic part to it, it, it sort of like focuses it into a way that I think is really like it's tongue in cheek, mm-hmm. but it's mm-hmm. but it's still powerful. And I mm-hmm. think that's that's really where you get into some real spiritual power, I think, with this type of music. And so and then when you add the poetry, see, the thing is about the thing is about lyrics to me and I try to do this. I don't know if I'm that successful, but it, it will be my goal ongoing is that I, I do f- find that writing in that more abstract, um, poetic way, it, so I really think that words are like codes. I mm-hmm. think music code. Yep. And what you're doing, yeah, um, you're unlocking this other side of reality mm-hmm. that, that usually you have to take psychedelics or have a shaman. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a gateway. It's a gateway to so somewhere. Mm-hmm. Somewhere, right? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And so now in the traditional pop format, the first layer is like, hey, let's go to the party. Let's have some fun. Uh, let's rock and roll. That's cool. And that, that, that is something you should do. You should do all those things, right? But if you can marry that with something a little bit deeper, I, don't, I think that's why. I think that's why bands like Rammstein and others who do that are the most popular bands on the planet. Because like, they might not know it and other people might not know it, but they're, they're, you're channeling something in the human psyche that it can't comprehend fully intellectually and it's very real and it's very important you know because otherwise you go through your life uh, and you could literally just be a robot without knowing it right mm-hmm. and so so I think those twists of words and the, the music it can all really come together and it's always it's like reading a fairy tale when you're five years old your brain is so open at that age to this mystery of life and those fairy tales are all codes. They're all like mm-hmm. coded mm-hmm. information. Yep, about exactly. The- You're exactly right. You know, I, I read uh, about the Bravo Krim. I don't know if you know the yeah. Bravo Krim, who kind of yeah. wrote down all the fairy tales they heard. And they were, right. uh, it's even code, and it's uh, also ancient history, because uh, um, it was um, before the Christians came, or the Christian fate, you know, where was all these uh, other gods and stuff, and some of these... Um, witches or something they, they were actually goddesses or you know it, it was all co- like you said it's code also the fairy tales are code there was something behind it there was uh, yes it was um, a meaning like don't walk in the woods uh, be, be careful of that and and whatever you know be, be careful with certain things but also it it it, it was um 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 Oh, sorry, I lost my, my well, turn of thought. It was information. It was, it was yeah, like information, exactly. It was inf- um, see, mm-hmm. see, the world right now, like I, like here's the thing, like, um, so political correctness, I'm not totally against the idea of why it exists, but, you know, there's a danger that people don't, don't understand about linear thinking. Linear thinking now is something that you see almost everywhere. You see it because, you know, honestly, we're living in a world now where computers and the, the binary modality of the way computers work that really influence us in ways that we don't as humans understand. And one thing about being a human being, and you, you work out, I've seen your physique, uh, if you don't work out at the gym, what happens? You start to atrophy, your muscles will shrink, right? Yeah. <laughs> they don't sound like they're shrinking now, though. They sound like no, sorry, I, I was just, uh, you don't, you don't see my, my uh, tweet, uh, my, my feet. Um, I was just showing my muscles. I can do a little bit better. I haven't been out of gym in like five months. That's, mm-hmm. no, excuse. That's no excuse, Rich. 
I used to yeah. do a pretty good. It, it is not. I want you strong. Okay. Okay. Oh, this is more like Russian or something. <laughs> Russian. Yes. Well, we can talk in Russian. Yeah. 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 Sure. No. So here's my Russian story, real quick. Uh, <laughs> I started learning Russian when I was like 25, and there was this kid named uh, Mikhail. Mikhail. And mm. this is before Borat came out. This is oh. Okay. 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 Mm. okay. So, so Mikhail comes up to me one day. He's like, Rich, Rich, I want to ask you a question. I'm like, well, what is it, Mikhail? What's going on? What's happening? He's like, how, how do you ask American woman for the sex? <laughs> for the sex. And I was like, I don't know, Mikhail. I wish I knew. <laughs> I wish I, I would be asking the American woman for the sex. Um, he, was, he was awesome. But like, like, so then Borat comes out, and I'm like, oh, I already met Borat. I already know. <laughs> so to all you Russians out there, I'm not trying because I don't want to fuck Borat has a sexy time. Sexy time. He has the sexy times, yes. I have many sexy times. Uh, with your mother. Yeah, he's, uh, he's, uh, he's, uh, he's interesting. No, but I, I took Russian and because I wanted to be in a James Bond movie, and I wanted to play the, the Russian guy that gets mm -hmm. shot. Like, he's got like two lines, you know, like, Smatrit Yuri, Smatrit, and then he dies, right? Mm. I just wanted that. But uh, I trained with Russian boxers. I trained for a while with Russians, and they were they're entertaining bunch. They're very difficult people. You don't want to you don't want to get into a pain contest with a Russian. That's one mm. thing I learned. They'll always win. Um, but back to back to the poetry. So I really think that as we go through life in this country and in this modern world, we are in a situation where our brains are being influenced by the way in which we process information because everything is kind of coming out from uh, the zeitgeist in, in the, for the benefit of the algorithm. If you really think about it, like we don't, our Twitter feeds, our Google searches, you know, they're all being categorized and listed and determined by what's efficient for the binary way in which computers work. But mm -hmm. we're not computers. Like we're, we're, we have this, like some people might think we are, but I think the human being is connected to some other very more primal, archetypical forces that go outside of what we would call uh, our infrastructure for the day. So I think what happens that people don't realize is that the longer you stay in this binary world, the more you will atrophy your your soul. And of course, religion was supposed to like help with that, but religion got co-opted by the the usual suspects in the human condition, the greed you know, the perversion. So religion has sort of left us as the main vehicle by which we judged and guided our inner world. Philosophy has helped with that, and some religion mm -hmm. still works, in my opinion. So, but I think that's where music, like, I don't want to, like, to, to just talk it, talk it up too much, but, like, I feel like when someone loves a song, they don't, they love a song because of the power of a song beyond just the words being used, just the music itself. Mm -hmm. There's something where it's, reconnecting you with the thing that makes you truly human. And if you're not careful, if the world gets really diluted with music to the point where it's just music coming from like the corporate, you know, system, it's all about just, you know, Hey, it's the party time thing, but mm -hmm. you wind up just be, like in America, it's really bad. I feel like in America, you know, like unlike Europe, the one thing that America really has going against it, we don't even realize this, but we've been conditioned from a day one when we were born here. To really view your life in terms of how much uh, consumer value you offer or take, you know, like you don't, like you don't judge things based upon whether they're good or not. Sometimes you judge it based upon whether or not it's a good deal. 
Mm. Right. Or, or if you if they are popular, that's that's, an, pop that's that's another thing that I really don't. Just because something is popular, you know, I mean, the the church is popular. This does that right. doesn't make it right. You know, it's kind of if this song. Oh yeah, no, you know, we we streamed like uh, one million streams, and okay, it means one million people. Yeah, okay, that's um, that's success. I I can see that, but. I don't like the music, so well, it doesn't mean anything, you know. It's uh, it's just like you said in the beginning, uh, you know. It's um, it's just something you can measure. This is um, real music is is beyond measuring because if yeah. you are, you know, there's a suicidal person and it hears a song and it reminds him of, oh, there was this girl and I was so in love. And then you you know he puts away the gun or whatever, so th this is a powerful. Uh, this is a real. You know I'm I'm with you absolutely. I, I might be not as spiritual as you, but it's a spiritual thing. It's if you if you really feel it. Sometimes I get goosebumps when I sing, you know, because it's so. It kind of it it affects me so much, and 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 this is how it should be. You know, it's it's, it's this um, transcendence experience. One thing that people, I think, I hope when they listen to this later and watch this, I hope they realize that, you know, regardless of what type of music you like or, you know, whatever, what I'm, what I'm or you or anyone who's a musician is capable of achieving, you know, the one thing about music is it does, it does connect you to that other world where mm -hmm. if you are in a situation like you're talking about with suicide, you know, it can't, listen, I, I thought it was a cliche for a longest time, but I, I started really realizing that music literally has saved people's lives like it mm -hmm. really has done that it's a it's not bullshit you know and so why 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 does that happen like why is why is that happening and mm -hmm. you know it, you realize you know it just is it's know? yeah it's just it's kind of it, it it kind of bypasses all the you know it goes yeah. to the the emotional cord of it and and you know every every person has it and sometimes you know uh, we, we get back to the to the children's story i, I told you to, for my daughter it's we, we are so piled off we are, we are so uh, entrenched in in things in layers we have to be you know we have to function we have to do this and i have to at five o'clock i have to be there and da 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 and so um that we we kind of lose a big part of ourselves and music is a reconnector to it you know and then just like I, I just close my eyes and listen to a song and it doesn't mean anything. Sometimes I dance, you know. I'm not a good dancer. I mean, I once won once a, a dancing contact, a con, a con, oh, yeah? contest. Yeah, it was funny. It was on a, on a, uh, it was a, a, a show in, in, in Montreal where I was and yeah. I didn't know. It was, anyway, it was, it was cool. We, we, we won something and it was very funny. Um, uh, but you know, this is exactly. Uh, I I realize you know I'm not a good dancer, but I like to move my body, and it it feels so good to you know like you feel so good with singing. It also feels good to move and and just you know I don't really care if it's if it looks good you know because some people are really like um, oh how do I look and um, am I too fat or am I too thin or whatever. Um, so you know just be in the moment, be in this spirit. Of, of it and, and just let it let it happen and um, 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 about being in the moment and being in spirit uh, <laughs> I I haven't had my my dinner yet um, and oh, my, my 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 um, earthly vessel tells me <laughs> that I'm that I'm getting a little bit hungry. <laughs> 
It's something you get a little. You need. You need your carb. You need your. your no, I, I'm doing. I'm doing ketogenic diet. Uh, I'm. Yeah. I'm doing uh, meat. I will have some meat and and some fat, fat and meat protein something. Well, hey, being you know being a Mr. Meat War, I support your meat decisions wholeheartedly. You, <laughs> nice you to meet you. <laughs> that's 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 funny. That's how you use. Uh, exactly. <laughs> on top of that, you made a, You made a. You made a joke in another language. So you must be. You must have a thing for yeah, words. Yeah, I actually remember the first joke I did in English, and I was so proud of myself because it's it's a word joke. Should I sh should I share it? It's it's oh, it's yeah. a very silly joke, but it's um, sure. one of my um, uh, um, guys from the host family. I was living in in the United States in Washington D.C. actually. Um, uh, he said, oh, you know, I realized, you know, the, 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 the guys who make Clue, um, they are really rich because you need Clue for everything. You need Clue for, for you know, um, uh, um, household utensils and, and for the car, you know, you Clue the car seats and everything. You need Clue. And I was like, and I have no clue who this might be. Ha ha ha! You are supposed to laugh now. <laughs> I'm laughing. I'm laughing. <laughs> if this is your laughing, you're not in sync with yourself, with your inner child. Let it out. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I like. It. I like how how inventive you were with that. You went the the full distance with that. You had the whole story and everything with that. That's good. Did you ever play Clue growing up? Did you play the video game, the the board game? Uh, what what Clue? Yeah. Clue of oh, the, the board game. Oh yeah, this is a cool game with, with a who who done it? Who uh, who was the murder? Right? Yeah, I remember that. Well, so um, one of these days, I want you to send me all your uh, workout tips because I know you <laughs> you exercise, and I don't know if you have a, do you have a gym you're going to right now. I I, I just switched gyms after nine years. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm and I will get into some new exercises now. I just talked with my uh, with a friend of mine who's into kettlebell, so I'm trying that because I was saw, seeing on, on Joe Rogan somebody call, uh, talked about kettlebell and I really need to get into this. You, so that, was a, that was a Russian. It was a exactly, it was a Russian. He, he was really cool. He, he didn't like, uh, you saw it as well, I, I suppose. He doesn't like vegetables and he just no eats what he needs to eat. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's funny. Yeah. Well, hey, go uh, go eat your uh, uh, non-vegetable diet. Eat all your meats and yeah. uh, meat pizza. Tonight is meat pizza time. Gotta love keto, man. Keto, mm -hmm. uh, you get avocados, you get meat, you get dairy, mm -hmm, you get mm -hmm. great. and it's and you great. get you get uh, really uh, ripped. That's uh, maybe maybe the next talk uh, I'm doing without any shirt, and uh, so maybe you know in in a let's give it like one or two months, and then we yeah. talk again, and then. Uh, well, I'm gonna go. <laughs> My voice will probably get deeper by then too. I'll sound even more. How do you say it again? Fleischkrieg. 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 Du, du hast, du hast mich, du hast mich gefragt. Okay. Yeah. yeah sorry. I, I don't know the lyrics by heart. I'm gonna go eat some meat so I can mm. start sounding tougher. Um, yeah. Do that. Do hard. <laughs> Okay, I mean, thank you very much for, uh, for, hey, for talking with me, for, for the time you had. Um, maybe send me, send me your links so I can, uh, can link to everything. I, I'm, I think I have most, but yeah, just give me everything you have um, and I can put it uh, under the video and it will become a podcast later. Um, yeah, I sent you the links. Thank you for your time. Sorry, I'm I'm hungry now. <laughs> oh, we, we, we. But uh, but we will we will definitely do it again. 
And yeah, stay in touch and all the best. I mean, you're, I know after talking now with you for two hours, I know you will make it because you, you, you will make it. There is no way around it. And because success is not that you, that you have 100 million followers or something. It, it's something that, you know, the one person you reach or whatever, you, you know what success is for you. And then, yeah, you, you, you cannot and fail. And some free beer in Germany. Yeah. And I'm going to check out your movie as well. I'm going I'm to see uh, a, a Star Leaf. Star Leaf. I wrote it down. It's a German version. I'll send you the German link to it. Uh, no, I'd want to see the English version. I, I'd rather have uh -huh. the English version because, right. I mean, the German dubbing is really usually, usually done very well, but I was... I want to hear all these voices. Sorry, I'm not drunk. I was just a little bit. My no, words, my, my words slurred a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I'll send you the. I'll see the English English version. Yes, man. Yeah. Please do that. Okay. Uh, thank you very much, and um, have a have a good, good morning. You have a morning, right? For you, it's morning. Yeah. Yeah. We're just getting started here. Have a great morning, and I uh, talk to you maybe in one or two months. When uh, when is your album due? I mean, not that to put you under pressure or something. So my goal, my goal is to try to get it by the end of next month. If I can't get the whole album out, I'll at least get a couple singles out. Okay, yeah. or like an EP so, or something. EP or something, yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I gotta get something out because it's driving me crazy. Um, but I think it's gonna, I think it's gonna happen, no problem. Okay, perfect. It. Just okay. Send, send, send it to me and, you know, I can, um, and then we can talk about it. Awesome, buddy. Okay, All right. thank you very much for your time and um, you. talk to you soon. All right, take care. Bye.